Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of Oh. <laughs> I'm Sally. And I'm He's constipated. <laughs> I just wanted to do it a different way. Mixing like, it up. <laughs> Is that how you orgasm? You'll never know. <laughs> Thank God. Um, today's episode is on style, and I'm actually really excited about it because, as a pretty stylish person, I love talking about style. Can I just say you always do this? Who are you? Who am I? Oh. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Sally. Um, and with me today, I have Sarah, who I always have with me now. So it's like you're my podcasting co-host. I've signed no contract and <laughs> none of my demands have been met. My lawyer was not present. <laughs> um, no, but you're always here, so we'll just make you the honorary co-host. Um, and today we're talking about style, Special Sarah. guest star, like have a lovely Yeah, <laughs> we'll be talking about style today. Um, so I know that you won't have a lot to say, but you can just listen to me. Oh, <laughs> those who don't come to us shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> Is it a drag race reference? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's talk about style. In regard to the history and stuff, I love it because of the illicit nature of it. Um, And I love that there were people way back in the olden days, um, as I call everything before 1980, um, you know, having, being gay and, and it being illegal in some places... In most places. Most places, yeah. And and having to, you know, have signifiers to identify to other people who enjoyed sex with the same sex. Men who like sex with other men. And women who like sex with other women. Like, I, I love all of this. So this was this is such a great topic for mm. me because of all of this. Like, you know, because it was like I think that clothing ended up becoming like this secret language for for queer people, mm. and I and I love that, you know, like, and then even to the point where it got to like the limp wrist, <laughs> lisping, you know, the effeminate kind of cross legs, pursed mouth kind of thing. So that comes into history later. That signifies that that used to be the signifiers. I'm not just putting everyone into a Sorry, category. Sorry, funny. Cross legs, pursed lips, <laughs> furrowed brow. She wants me. (laughs) Yeah, but it's like... Sorry. So it's about like, you know, like the learning how to communicate with people. Like because just because it's illegal and just because you don't want it to happen doesn't mean it's going to go away. You know what I mean? Like, And I love this. I love this this history of, of, of our... Fighting the system. Yeah, fighting the system. You know how much I hate the system. Being anarchist. Yeah. Woo! So, anyway. So, even, like, so before the 20th century, like, when cross-dressing wasn't major, um, there were people in England who used to, uh, it was sort of, they used to go, it was like pubs and inns, I guess. Mm. Like, so it was the culture was was around pubs and inns and they were called... It's London, mate. That's all they had. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they were called mollies. Mm. Yeah. Do you know about yes, mollies? Yes, I do. Yeah. So they were men that dressed in women's clothing. Scandalous. 
Yeah, but they did it. Like, so it was a form of self-identification and to attract sexual partners. Like, yeah. And that's what they were called. Um, and it was like kind of they wore gowns and petticoats and, you know, some dressed like milkmaids, etc. So there was some bit of cosplay. Mm. Like. Cosplay. <laughs> cosplay even back at the end. I know. I love it. I'll be a milkmaid. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'd be down with that. Like, that seems great. But, yeah. So then I guess... You had that sort of subculture of of gay men, and then there was another <clears throat> excuse me another group of gay men you know who didn't necessarily want to cross dress, but then they had to kind of figure out as well how they were going to attract men to bang like <laughs> classy <laughs> yeah like it's so it's like. This is, I guess, where I think the history of this these female mannerisms, and I use using inverted commas, mm. like those female mannerisms came into play, you know, like the, the and I say again, the limp wrist, all this kind of stereotypical stuff. Um, eye makeup, rouge. 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 You know that's my favourite thing. <laughs> all of this oh, stuff. She's rouge. <laughs> Ladies cringe. <laughs> Which is why Sally wears a hell of a lot of rouge. <laughs> How dare you? Well, no, that's true. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, they, they developed this this kind of secret language and I just I absolutely love it. Yeah. But it was illegal to be gay. In America, back, back then, yeah. it was illegal to be gay. Can you imagine? And I know in some countries now it's still illegal to be gay. Yes, but you can transfer that to places like Stonewall. Yeah. Where homosexuality was illegal. And it was illegal to be dressed in the garments of the opposite sex. Well, I know, and that's as we as we move up closer and closer oh, to Oh sorry, that. I moved too quickly through the time. <laughs> Just slow down. Okay. <laughs> We're in the eighteen hundreds. No, but it was even around when um a guy called Quentin Crisp um, wrote an autobiography called The Naked Civil Servant. And well, that was the 60s, 70s, right? Yeah, 60s, 70s. So he talks about, in that book, being stopped numerous times by the police because of his effeminate appearance. Oh, and what he was wearing, girl. If anyone <laughs> wants to Google, <laughs> you will see that there was definitely some cross legs and purse lips there. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he took it to over the line, like, of, of you know, so that, that obviously he was asked, yeah. you know, what the hell was going on with that. Like, you know, and then it was like I think in the end, I think the risk for some people, though, like him, it was worth the risk so that you could enter into that subculture of being, you know, a flaming queen. Like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, because I think... But wouldn't it just be to have the freedom to be yourself? That's what I mean. Like, it was worth the risk. Yeah. To be free, which I think and totally agree with now, it is worth the risk to be free. Mm. Yeah, so... Oh, goosebumps. <laughs> so then lesbians, you know, because you kind of think for so long... I think in my head when I think back on those times, like, you know, I always guess I think of those movies from the 50s and, and stuff, like, 
stereotype just didn't exist. Mm, sorry, what? What are mm. lesbians? Like, yeah, ladies, no, ladies aren't going to be doing doing sex to each other. Like, that's impossible. <laughs> you can't do sex to another woman. Like, yeah. Like the specific expression between Shirley MacLaine and Audrey <laughs> Hepburn. Yeah. Like, and that's all it was, just glances across the room, mm. like it just... Subtle kind of sexual tension. No purse lips, though. No purse lips. <laughs> because no. she's not into that. No flaming queens. But then I guess the opposite is that women started, lesbians started dressing like men. men's clothing. And so then you kind I just of, always found that so interesting. Yes. Why do you find that interesting? Because I, 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 as a transgendered person, I can understand wanting to wear the clothes that match your gender identity. But the fact is that I think most men who wear dresses or are drag queens or whether it was 1800s and they were dressing up at molly bars and inns and stuff, that wasn't their desire. Mm. I don't know. It just seems to have, and especially... No, I, I guess it's probably more realistically like the portrayal of the lesbian is a suit and tie wearing short hair. But I think that stereotype came from, you know, men and women. So men and women go together. Mm. So in order to be with a woman, if you're a woman, you would have to look like a man. You know what I mean? Oh, so if I was going to be with a woman... Oh, I'd be such a lipstick lesbian. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I know you would be. Let's just not make broad comments that cover everyone. No, no, I'm talking about back then, though. <coughs> so you're looking at the 50s and the the idea that everyone had of a man and a woman and a white picket fence and, and children and all this kind of stuff. So I guess the only way it made sense would be for that to look like that. Like it's just, and I'm not saying it's right or wrong or I'm not making any sweeping statements. It is, it is what it is and I'm just trying to figure out. But you just think it was like that because they wanted to fit in. Yeah, I think in the beginning. So then there's the 50s and then you go through the women's liberation movement and stuff and Stonewall and all of this kind mm. of stuff and then you get to now. But I think the emergence of that and the, at the beginnings of this feminist movement. Yeah, I guess I can understand that. Yeah, you know, because when you look at, like, pictures and stuff of gay bars back then, like, this is where it all, this is where this butch and femme started. Like, so, you know, you had butch, femme, and only butch and femme could go together. Like, they, they were kind of the rules. Like, it didn't make sense for two butch people to be together, you know, kind of thing. Like, mm. it's, so, yeah, I think there was that always that that male element to it because of, Psychologically, I guess. Like, I look, I'm not a psychologist, and so I don't know. That's just that's my that's what I think of it anyway. Like, so when you kind of think back, and when you look at it, like, in, if in these walls could talk too, you know, like she dresses as a in, in men's clothes, and they go to that bar, and there are women in ties and mm. suit jackets and stuff like that, and also women in dresses. So, but see, the weirdest thing about that segment of if these walls could talk to is she binds mm. again okay don't blow my mind 
<laughs> Sally just preparing to blow my mind. Incoming. <laughs> no, but again, I think it's it's that psychological thing. Like it's because, I mean, they would have been brought up knowing that men and women go together and you have to get married and have a house and then you look after kids and you. But see, that's, I, I guess I understand that concept, but sooner or later you're going to be naked and. No, I know, but they knew they were lesbians. But it's from the outside. So it's not about them particularly. It's not about their relationship, I don't think. It's just that from the outside looking in. And that's that's what it is. I mean, even RuPaul says, like, you know, you're born naked and the rest is drag. Mm. So that, and I, I think that's a really poignant statement, although I think a lot of what RuPaul says is quite poignant. <laughs> Disclaimer. Um, <laughs> full disclosure, guys. Um, but yeah, I think that I think from the outside, when you looked at it, it looked like something, even though you knew it was two women. But inside, like yeah. sex, you weren't having sex with a man. You were having sex with a woman. You knew that. Eat, eat that, pal. So, yeah, so then it was all Sally's about... Sally's not medically trained and please do not take any of her information as medical advice. No, I don't have any medical <laughs> training. I'm not a psychologist. I just have a lot of opinions and I don't mind sharing them. Mm. Um, so, but I think it was kind of also too, like it became like a bit of a fuck you to the patriarchy. Like, fuck you, I'm not wearing stockings and dresses and blah, blah, whatever. I mean, I would be, I would be leading that charge. <laughs> Wearing stockings? What do you mean I've got to wear a dress? I don't even own one. That's what I would be like. Be like, no thanks. I'm not doing my hair like that either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I would be like that. Wouldn't you? No. You would do it. Yeah. You but then I have a different style to you. I don't, I wouldn't wear stockings. What is this, the 80s? Um, no, there are people that wear stockings still. <laughs> Your mum. Um, no, she does not. She was not one of them. Usually business like ladies. Um, like Yeah, usually business ladies that, you know. No, but I wear skirts. I wear dresses. Sure, I like wearing jeans. No, but yeah, you're a you're a girly girl, like. Oh, don't throw your derogatory terms at me. <laughs> no, but you are. But I'm. I mean, I'm not. Like. Oh, definitely not. If anyone wants to Google, <laughs> I'll put some images up. <laughs> we'll put some images on the web page. Um, if anyone's going to the website, it's a great website. Um, I mean, you love a printed T-shirt. I do. I do have a printed T-shirt. So to give you the. Yeah, tell him. The oral of the visual. Mm, yeah. Um, she's wearing a black T-shirt at the moment. It's got a black and white image of Buffy Be Summers. The vampire slayer. And it says slay. <laughs> Personally, I thought it was RuPaul. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, it's not. Although you could be forgiven for mistaking yeah. that. So I do. I do wear printed T-shirts. So I wear... I've got RuPaul ones, I've got an Alaska one, I've got band shirts, I have political shirts, I have, God, what else do I have? <laughs> political shirts. Yeah, political shirts. I do. And I wear jeans. Yeah. 
and I wear a blazer as well. And my hair is phenomenal. Um, <laughs> just going to put that out there. It's graying now, so it's essentially it's all grey. Um, but that's okay because I think it works for me. Um, and I wear, and like I think we've discussed in a previous episode, I wear men's shoes. And you did have your tie? I did. I had my, I, I, and I still have bow ties that I sometimes wear in winter mm. with um, jumpers and collared shirts and stuff. So This is why it would never work out between us. I'm a lipstick lesbian. <laughs> There, just so everyone knows, there's no talk of or chance <laughs> that I would ever be dating Sarah. So just so everyone knows. And I would never lower my standards. And- <laughs> no, I'm a phenomenal dresser. I have phenomenal style. I have people stop me in the street and tell me they love <laughs> stuff about me. I can, you can ask one of my friends, get her on the phone now. <laughs> no, we have people coming up and giving us organic compliments in the street all of the time. I was in Apple the other day. The bird came up to me from Apple and just was like... The bird? Yeah, the bird that worked there. And she's like, I just have to tell you that I love your glasses. I'm like, me too, thanks. And she's just looking at them. And I'm like, take a number. Take a number, lady. Like, this is what happens. This is me. Um, no, but then I was walking through the shopping centre one day and a guy came up to me. He's like, I love your style. And I'm like, me too, thanks. Like a fucking rock star. Ooh. Okay, you've named about three instances, but there's no <laughs> rock star make. No, I've got I've got a hundred more, but I'm just giving you some. No, oh, I've got a hundred more <laughs> yeah. that I'll quickly make up. <laughs> no, I don't need to make them up because I know what happens. Okay, continue on with the list. <laughs> Heaps of people. Okay, name another instance. <laughs> Where were you? Who post said office, it? Australia Post. Yeah. Somebody came up to me and said that they loved my shirt. It was a RuPaul shirt. The gelato shop down the road. Mm-hmm. One of the girls said she loved my shirt. The list goes on. Okay, We five. don't have enough. Okay, we have 95 to go. Continue on. <laughs> we don't have enough time for this. Oh, okay. I'll tell so. you later. No, but they do. People love how I dress. People love my style. And I love my style. Some people don't like it. I know that there are a lot of people out there who don't. <laughs> Full yeah, disclosure. Yeah. Out of the, you know, <laughs> two million people that live in Brisbane, you've had about five come up to you. So at least... Hundreds. <laughs> Hundreds. <laughs> at least one million nine hundred... No, there are hundreds of people, people that have come up Don't like this. I get mobbed in the street. <laughs> you look amazing. Thank you. I know. Thank you. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. So my style, though, is very, like, to me, it's my individual style and it's evolved over the years. Because I used to do, I mean, I've always worn jeans. I just love jeans. Love jeans. Oh, God, I love that. You had that cargo pants stage. Yeah, I did go through a cargo pants stage. And then I went through a jeans and a Bond shirt, Bond's T-shirt phase. Pigtail stage. Yeah, I did have that. Blonde pigtail stage yeah, with a horrible blonde home job. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. That was at uni, though. And then now there's this, like, and my hair is good. My jeans are good. Mel, you would have other people think so. And I used to make T-shirts. Yes, well, you did have your ACA junkie one. Yep, because I love Tracy Grimshaw so much. I got a an ACA junkie T-shirt made up. Um, I don't know where that is now. I'm sure I would have kept it, held on to it. Uh, <laughs> And then I also, at the time, made a free Chappelle shirt as well. 
know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I yeah, can mention that. Let's talk about yeah. that. <laughs> Moving on. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, very political. And I, and I love the idea of political shirts as well. And that's a Stonewall thing as well, the history of, like, political shirts and stuff. So, again, queer style history is... Juicy. It's juicy. And it, and it, and it, it really impacts on style today as well like so you look at style that's happening now and you know like slogans and stuff stonewall you know so it's really we really have a massive impact Mm. you know and i guess too because you know it was illegal in america uh you know in the you know from the 1900s to whatever i don't actually have the date sorry but the typical kind of way, I guess, after World War Two, that women would dress, like the rise, the let me just talk. Choose the rise of visibility of lesbians words. after World War Two was quite high, and so I guess the typical dress of a masculine lesbian was all that great stuff, like the wing wing collar monocle and a man's jacket. And then when you think of that, you think of people like Greta Garbo and Marlena Dietrich who were bisexual and dressed in film and out of film in suits and stuff. Didn't Catherine Hepburn do that as well? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know, but... She played golf, so... Lesbian. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's any question um, that she could not have been, actually. So, yeah, so that was how, you know, American performers, I guess, express their sexuality in a subtle way. Mm. Intriguing. I know. It is. It's like this secret language. Secret, secret language. And I love it. So then, of course, you go up to the 70s and stuff and the public image of lesbians um, was centred on masculinity. And I guess so then there were the ties and the collars and the trousers. Um, and I guess that was a typical marker of a lesbian, like 100-footer type thing you would go. But even when you think about it, even those who weren't lesbian, if you think about the fashion in the 80s, it was very tailored. It was big shoulders. Yeah. Heterostolid, just say. Yeah, absolutely heterostyle. They still everything. So in in America during the seventies, it was actually illegal for women to dress completely as men, um, and they were required by law to wear three pieces of women's clothing. Um, and I guess that's it, it blows my mind. Um, but then I guess that's where too um, not everyone was drawn to the masculine dress. So mm. then that kind of like. Butch and femme stuff became bigger. Um, and so, yeah. Okay, so I guess because it was illegal and they had to wear the three pieces of clothing um, of the of their sex, mm-hmm. um, people were very aware of dress codes and, um, you know, stuff that could be used to signify sexual orientation to somebody else. So, you know, you're kind of looking at the Oscar Wilde trials 
um, and they had a green carnation. Um, there were red neckties and that was worn in New York um, before World War II, neckties and suede shoes. <gasps> fabulous. What a fabulous combo. Um, lesbian signifiers included ties and cufflinks, short hair and the colour violet. Pretty much essentially what lesbians do now. Yeah. <laughs> so lesbians, no one's changed. Like, um, oh, they cufflinks, lost style. Cufflinks, like I think that's a dying art for women. Or for anyone. Yeah, they don't really see people. Like unless it's some sort of special event. Yeah, maybe like a fancy business person. I work around fancy business people and I don't wear cufflinks. Yeah, people don't dress up anymore. Some people do. Yeah, but like even when you go down the road for dinner, you're not really dressing up. Like, Well, since the jeans and sleigh shirt. No, I dress up. I'm always dressed nicely. I don't go anywhere without being dressed, dressed properly. Like, I don't ever run up to the shop with my hair not done or in tracksuit pants or anything. Oh, you're looking at me when you're saying that? Yeah, I am. Yeah. No, I don't know what you do. I don't, <coughs> I don't know your life. Um, but I'm just saying I don't go, oh, me personally, I don't go anywhere without actually being dressed. So what, like, what do you wear? Like you wear jeans if you're going out? Do you wear skirts, dresses? Well, I do like wearing jeans. They just seem to be so simple and easy but no I'm definitely more gotten into in my older years <laughs> um dresses and stuff like I do like them I just I don't know where I'm going with this <laughs> I do like them segment over <laughs> I'm very feminine in the way that I dress. So, but then I'm also very simple with it as well. Like I mainly wear black. I wear a bit of color, but generally that is an addition of just a blouse or my jewelry. I'm much more about my accessories than anything else. You match your makeup though too. Yes, outfit. and my makeup. That's the other. I'm much more into makeup than I am into actual fashion. Mm. No, I know. And and then I always see like your Instagram posts and that, like you're matching. Yeah. Like so on Wednesdays we wear pink, so you yeah. wear a pink shirt and yeah. match what yeah. your eyeshadow and stuff with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I'm much more about makeup. That's my enjoyment. Not that I dress like a hillbilly, but mm. I'm much more. But yes, it's very, I'm very um, colour coordinated. Yeah. And I'm a colour wheel. I know what works. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think too, like with, with lesbians, like there is, like I feel sometimes there's this kind of thing where lesbians shouldn't wear makeup or anything like that. And for years and years I didn't wear makeup, but now I always wear a, like a full face of makeup. Like, and I like that. I love it. Mm. Like, and it makes me feel like I'm ready to go out, like, it just makes me feel, it just takes you up that extra level, I think. And yeah. I think, and I really hate it when sort of, you know, you have those sort of people that sort of make comments like that 
that you are wearing makeup or, you know, like ex-partners and stuff, like having a go about you wearing makeup and stuff. And it's like... See, that's the thing that I've never, ever had about... I don't do my makeup for other people. No. I have always done it for me. I do what works for me. <clears throat> and I'm not saying I'm doing a whole face of drag queen makeup and going to work, but I do... Paint for the back yeah. row. <laughs> Um, but I do use colour when I do my makeup for work and I do um, use some bright colours sometimes. So I'm not afraid of doing that, but yeah. I don't overdo it. But No, your makeup is always very nice like, and, and you are very good at yeah. applying makeup. I know. But, yeah, I think that's the thing. Like, you know, like people do think that you're putting makeup on for other people. I've never once put makeup on for other people when I wear it it's for me and it makes me feel next level so I think yeah. anything that can make you feel next level is something that's worth doing no true it's the next level yeah next level so that's the thing and I really yeah I really resent that that there is this stigma I guess for for lesbians and stuff and especially for me I don't I'm not I guess a, I'm not a femme lesbian I'm not a butch lesbian but kind of more hipster I think um hipster. yeah hipster lesbian but I guess, yeah, I, I don't want to have to align to those rules of butch and femme and only you can do this and you could only yeah. be with that. I, and I, I really just have no interest in that kind of stuff. And I really, and, and a lot of lesbians still do, I guess, you know, a lot of old school and stuff. So I just don't really have any care and I don't go in for all that. You don't give any Fs. No, I don't give any Fs, although I do sometimes think um, it's so hard now to tell who's a lesbian and who's not, that we should bring back those signifiers. <laughs> <laughs> Pass your lips. Pass your lips. Just so I fucking know, because you never know anymore who's a lesbian and who's not. You can be like, yeah. Oh, trust me. I'm your friend. I've had plenty of conversations with you about you and liking somebody and are they a lesbian? I know. It's crazy. You can't even tell anymore. I used to have really good gator. Actually, I still do have good gator for other people. Like I can, I can spot an in-lesbian a mile away. I think that's my secret talent. Like, Well, that's your early dating life, really. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. But like, When's even... your husband home? <laughs> <laughs> even, even when, you know, there's like, someone who's married with three kids and stuff, and I'm like, total lesbo. That's going to be a terrible family situation in about ten years. Like, mm. people are going to be crying. Like, yeah, but I don't know. I just don't, yeah, I have no interest in in the label of it, I guess. Why can't people just be I guess that's a positive thing about it, and that's probably where you were getting frustrated with me earlier and we had to stop and you assaulted me. Um, <laughs> Um, we were talking about it being male-female roles mm. and I guess I'm coming from it from more of a modern perspective where it's kind of like we don't really need to do that anymore. No, absolutely not and I really don't think that, that it is so much anymore. Like for, like even for guys, like gay oh, guys and stuff. Look like, at David Beckham. But there are still that top and bottom stuff. You know, like that sort of, I guess, if anything, is that. I mean, it's not a style thing, I guess, but that's still a role. Yeah. I mean, I don't, there's some stuff on this podcast that I found out that I didn't know about before. Hmm. But I think 
I don't think there is stuff like that for lesbians. Um, you know, whenever you have sex, there's no roles. It's just doing it. <laughs> if it sounds like that, it sounds painful. Um, What's like all that porn I was watching? I'm like, oh, oh girl. <laughs> that's not going to fit that's there. That's going to change. <laughs> Somebody get some lotion. You're not um, going to get that out, love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you don't have any style icons? No, I don't think I really do. I wrote down some of my style icons, I think. Katie Lang, Melissa Etheridge. Katie Lang used to scare me. I think before I came out, lesbians <coughs> sorry, lesbians scared me. Um, and Katie Lang was one of those people that scared me um, because I think she was a lesbian and she was so overtly a lesbian. And that cover photo um, that she did with Cindy Crawford, um, who was that for? Yeah, for Vanity Fair when um, Cindy Crawford was shaving Katie Lang. In the barber's chair. Yeah. You know, like, it, that to me at the time was frightening. So she's really been my style icon, I don't think. I like men's style. Like, I like that Got simple T-shirt, jeans look. I think in this episode we've learned um, that I am essentially a style icon. Um, we have five people supporting I know my friend Felicity would agree with that. Um, and the queer history of style, although very sporadically dished through this mm. podcast is extremely interesting. And I think I'm going to put in a link to an episode on the website that you can have a look at um, and read up more about queer, the history of queer style because it's amazing and it does influence everything. Yeah. Gay people are everywhere, people. So I guess if you're listening to this podcast, uh, you know that. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you for um, coming and listening. Um, we really appreciate it. Um, and we'll talk to you next time. Great. <laughs>